Hello, everyone. I am Rome, and this is Zion's Road Podcast. So today, I'll be talking about the prayer of quiet, or the prayer of stillness. Uh, I learned this a couple of years ago, um, mostly from Madame Jean Guyon, who was a um, Christian in France. She was called a mystic many years ago and uh, she wrote a book experiencing union with God through inner prayer and the way and results of union with God it's such a beautiful book if you can get it it's such a beautiful book and uh, the book basically talks about different kinds of prayer including vocal prayer but today, I'm going to be focusing on the prayer of quiet. Uh, that, is, that is how she called it, the prayer of quiet or the prayer of stillness. You know, sometimes when we pray, we think prayer is all about speaking. But the Bible says, you know, the things which we desire to pray about, God already knows them, Right? So sometimes prayer is not about asking for something. It's not about um, talking about something. Sometimes it's just about being there with God. Because He loves our presence. He loves us to take delight in His presence, to just be there with Him. He loves when you just come to Him for who He is. Not for what you want to ask for, for what you want to get. But you just be there because you love him and he loves you too. You know, sometimes when lovers sit together, they don't need to ask for anything. They don't need to talk about anything. But just the mere presence of the person is enough to produce ecstasy. And sometimes getting into ecstatic experiences in Christ does not require much words sometimes all it takes is stillness all it takes is being quiet being still in his presence in psalms 46 verse 10 the bible says be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god so stillness is very important in prayer you know, sometimes when we pray, I see this a lot. You know, people pray and they speak something. They say whether they are praying in the spirit or they are praying in their known language. And then after they finish praying, they just stop and continue about their um, daily activities. But sometimes the Spirit of God desires that even when we finish speaking, we remain in His presence. We remain still. Because prayer is not just asking. It's also about communicating with Him. And sometimes the deepest communications are not made with words. They are heart-to-heart communications. It's called cardiognosis. Knowledge through the heart. And God can speak to you in different ways. 
He can speak to you even without words through his presence, through his sweet presence, he can speak to you. Right? So sometimes he communicates without words. He communicates in your heart. Right? He gives you supernatural knowledge through the heart. So one thing we have to learn as believers is to be still and know that he's God. So there is a knowledge that can only come in stillness, in quiet. But, you know, we live in a world where there is so much, um, there is so much noise, right? Whether it's noise coming from your mobile phones, coming from the TV, coming from the social media, coming from people around you, there is so much noise around us. So one thing we must learn to do is to be able to eliminate the noise. We must learn to eliminate the noise and to just learn to remain in his presence. I think it was, um, it was Brother Lawrence, it was Brother Lawrence that said, I've given up all but my prayers for the goal of remaining in his presence. And if you have heard about Brother Lawrence, you would know that Brother Lawrence was, he was a wonderful saint, but he wasn't like a major priest. He was someone who did the dishes for the priest. But as he would, as he would go about his daily work, he would remain in fellowship with Jesus. And he would engage Christ in his heart. He would talk to him as he went about his daily activities. And um, it was from the letters that he wrote to his friends about his encounters with Jesus that, you know, a, a book was later formed called The Practice of His Presence. So one of the things we must learn to do is in the midst of the chaos of this world is to remain in his presence. They say in the eye of the hurricane, there is perfect peace. And Jesus said, in the world we have trouble, but I give you my peace. And peace is his presence, because he's the prince of peace. And peace is a place. Shalom, peace, is a place. And that place is Christ. The Bible says we are hidden in Christ, in God. So Christ is a person, but Christ is also a location in the spirit. And we must learn to be still and ascend to this place of peace and engage him in our hearts. But one of the problems, like I said, is that there is so much noise in this world. There is so much chaos. You know, even sometimes where you want to pray, you find out that there are all manner of thoughts, you know, invading your mind from, you know, you have not done this, you have not done this, go do this. So we have to learn to, to dispel those thoughts like clouds and to fix our gaze on him. So one thing I've discovered is that when you begin this process of prayer, you will always be bombarded with thoughts. But like clouds, just let them pass. 
Because the reason you are still bombarded with, with those thoughts is that you are still in the outer court, the place of the flesh. But you must journey to the inner court and then to the Holy of Holies. In the Holy of Holies is where you become one with Him. And your thoughts are His thoughts. And His thoughts are your thoughts. So there is union that occurs in the Holy of Holies. So stillness is very, very important. But like I said, you will have to pass through that stage where you are bombarded with thoughts. But then you continue, you persist. You fix your gaze on him. You know, sometimes you, you may become so distracted that something just comes up and then your mind goes to that thing. But then you recall yourself back. And one of the ways I do it is you just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he's not angry, you know, that you are bothered about many things. So learn to recall. Recall your thoughts back to his presence. You can just say, thank you, Jesus. I am in you and you are in me. Thank you, Jesus. I am in your presence. And then you just remain still, engaging his heart. Walking with him in the garden of your heart. So, every one of us, we must pass through this, you know, that stage of, uh, of going through, through the voices, through the thoughts that are trying to take you away from his presence. And sometimes it's demonic, sometimes it's just your mind. And, um, you know, that is why there's a revelation I got from uh, Brother Neville Johnson about how, you know, why Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. And he said, you know, the feet is the part that touches the earth every day, right? So the feet... So one of the reasons why he washed the feet is that the revelation behind that is that he's watching the dust from their feet, the earth from their feet. So it's something we must do every day. When we come into his presence, we must allow his presence to invade and baptize us. Because, you know, you, you walk every day and, you know, you hear curse words. You, you see a manner of things that you should not see. You hear things that you should not hear. You must come back and enter into his presence. And let this river wash you. Wash the dust from your being. Let this river cleanse you. And one of the ways you can do that is through this prayer of quiet. Or the prayer of stillness. I want to read a couple of quotes from um, Madame Jean Guyon's book. I love her so much. She's, she's one of the few people I've, I've um, seen in the cloud of witnesses. It says, those who accuse this prayer of being inactive make a great mistake. It's an accusation that can only come from inexperience. Oh, if they would but make some efforts towards experiencing this method of prayer, they would soon become full of light and knowledge in relation to it. And as she goes further to make an analogy, she said, the infant feeding at its, at its mother's breast is a lively illustration of our subject. The child begins to draw the milk 
by moving its lip, its little lips. But when its nourishment flows abundantly, it is content to swallow without effort. If it continues its self-activity, however, it will only choke itself, spill the milk, and be obliged to quit the breast. We must act in a similar manner in the beginning of prayer by moving the lips with words of love. But as soon as the milk of divine grace flows freely, we have nothing to do but in silence lovingly. But in silence lovingly drink of it. Then when it ceases to flow, again stir up your affections in the same way the infant moves its lips. So this is such a beautiful analogy. So she begins by talking about people who criticize this form of prayer. Because they always want to say something in prayer. And one of the greatest temptations that you face in the prayer of silence is that you're, you know, you would think I should be saying something, I should be doing something, right? Because we are so fixed on doing, on talking. But it is in, it is in stillness that you know that He is God. You should not be doing something. What you should be doing is simply stillness, remaining in His presence, engage His heart. Just be there for who he is. Don't ask for anything. Don't ask for whatever you, you are looking for. Just remain in his presence. And let him love you and love him in return. In stillness. And uh, Madame Jean Guyon gives this beautiful analogy of the child sucking milk from the mother's breast. And at the beginning, the child has to, you know, he uses leaves and just make that effort to suck the milk. But it gets to a stage where this creamy goodness just begins to flow. And then he has to make little or no effort to receive this milk from the mother. And that is the same thing in prayer. So in engaging the heart of Christ, you may begin with words. With worship. The Bible says, enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. You can just engage him that way. You begin with words. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, I love you. For you first loved me. You just be free in his presence. Jesus, you are beautiful, you are glorious. Ayala freneskeme sharadoska mane. For in you I see life, in you I see light. You just love him, gaze at him, and, and just speak from your heart. Oh, your eyes are beautiful. Ooh, ya ramasande ramasande lanamande karavasondana. Tevaraso pranishkala. Oh, in your warm embrace is where I find rest. <laughs> in your warm embrace is where I find rest. There is no other place I would rather be. 
And yeah, with you, Jesus. So you just engage him with words. But it gets to a stage where words do not suffice anymore. And like that child that, that just receives that milk, that creamy goodness from the mother without, you know, trying to receive it. Without using his lips to suck out that milk. That is the same way we just receive his goodness, receive his love. And it just flows like a river. At that point, you don't need to say anything. All you need to do is like that child, receive. You receive. And sometimes what I do is I just put on worship. And it's very important the kind of worship that you put on. Try not to use a worship that has words. You can just use like, you know, piano sound or violin sound, something like that. But a Christian one, not just anyone, right? Because one thing with songs that have words is that if you use songs that have words, your mind will always try to go to those words. For example, you are hearing a song, Out of the mundane to where I am ordained. Your mind will always try to, you know, capture the words. So sometimes that can be a distraction. So you just use a simple sound, something like what I'm using right now. This is from um, this is from a wonderful couple that they do like prophetic worship, and they have some really nice um, some some really nice sound. I think uh, they are called um, Kimberly and uh, and Alberto, Kimberly and Alberto. So you can check them out on YouTube. They have some really nice sound. So just let the music play. And just be still. This is how you get into ecstasy in his presence. And before you know, you are being carried into the secret place. Even without asking. You are being lifted in Christ. To a height you have never been. You are seeing his light. You are beholding his glory. And your heart is being changed in his presence so jesus we just thank you for your precious presence for you are the bridegroom and we are the bride <laughs> for you are the bridegroom and we are the bride so we come to you with our hands lifted up, surrendering all to you. So we come to you, giving everything, for you are worth more than anything this world can offer. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. There is nothing we can give you. (laughs) That would suffice. 
so we give you our praise. We give you our worship. We give you our being. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. This is a protocol of his presence. And just be like a child. And let him carry you. Let him embrace you. Let him show you love. For true love is only found in this place. In the place of fellowship. In the place of his presence. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus.